Real Presence Live. That which is beautiful will manifest itself in truth and in goodness. Local. The challenges that we're facing in our generation, we just need the gospel. I mean, every every culture, every generation just needs to know how the gospel applies. Engaging. We don't bring any life at all to the church. The church is, is the life. It gives us the life. Live. The reality is, He is all things beautiful, capital B. And so anything that is authentically beautiful draws us, even if we don't realize it, to God. Praise be the Sacred Heart of Jesus and the Immaculate Heart of Mary. Welcome to another edition of Real Presence Live here on the Real Presence Radio Network. Father James Gross joining you from the Diocese of Fargo and joined as always today by my uh, colleague and my classmate, Father Jason Leffer. Good morning. Good morning, Father Gross. Great to be here once again. We are coming to you from the near Southside Historic District, our studios in beautiful downtown Grand Forks, where there was almost literally some frost on the pumpkin overnight. I know we uh, had some cold temperatures right after Labor Day, and, and I guess we have to expect this with the change of the seasons. You know, fall is my favorite time of the year, and I, I was sitting here thinking, you know, wouldn't it be great in North Dakota if we had six months of fall instead of six months of, six months of winter? Wouldn't that be an incredible experience? That would be glorious. I'd just be happy with uh, the lack of a snowstorm ripping the foliage off the trees at the beginning of October, so... <laughs> Because there were small things. Right, right. right. And, and people listening from uh, uh, north uh, northeastern Wyoming and things are like, what in the world are they talking about? <laughs> <laughs> it, is a, uh, it, it is a wide uh, area that we cater to. And wherever you are, whatever you, you are up to today, we are so grateful that you are joining us. Let's get things started off on the right foot, if I could call upon you, Father, to uh, begin with a prayer. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. God, our Father in heaven, we praise you, we worship you, we adore you, we glorify you. May we be your great glory. Heavenly Father, this morning as we come before you and broadcast the word across these airwaves, we are very conscious of our brothers and sisters who are suffering, those who are suffering uh, very dramatic effects of Hurricane Sally at this moment, those who are uh, suffering the consequences of all the, the fires. Um, Heavenly Father, anyone who's in need at this moment, please be generous in response to their safety protection, uh, any need that they might have. And then, Heavenly Father, we plead with you, send your Holy Spirit, Lord, and giver of life into our hearts, into our minds, into our memories, our imaginations. Help us to hear your word and be transformed by your word as it is proclaimed this day through these airways. And we ask all this through Christ our Lord. Amen. St. Robert Bellarmine. Pray for us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. I think, Amen. I think it's also the commemoration of the Stigmata St. Francis Day. I think I heard that on Catholic Radio as I was coming in. So that I, that was a new one for me. I, I'm not too Franciscan, so that was Fantastic. interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah it, it could very well be. We all have to do a little research. And I would like to shout out, it's my, my father's official 80th birthday tomorrow. So I want to wish him a happy birthday for tomorrow and any all of the who are listening who know him. we had a Wonderful. celebration this summer yes but uh yeah the official one happens tomorrow so happy birthday to papa Luffer listening wherever you are in uh, southwestern north dakota today so we uh we're we're grateful for grateful for your gift of life and for your witness as well um well this time of year a great many parishes are thinking about um re uh, uh, revamping I, or just revving up, I guess, is the word I was going to think of, revving up uh, their religious education programs. And we have someone tailor-made for this conversation joining us as our first guest today, Chris Kraft from the Diocese of Bismarck. Uh, welcome to Real Presence Live. 
Yeah, thank you so much for having me on. It's, it's a real delight to be on. We're grateful that you were able to spare some time in your busy schedule to visit with us. Before we get into uh, the heart of the topics that we're going to take on today, could you start out by telling us a little bit uh, about yourself and the position that you hold there in the diocese? Yeah, of course. Uh, as you said, my name is Chris Kraft, and I'm the director of Catechesis and Youth for the Diocese of Bismarck, uh, which essentially means that I have the great privilege to serve uh, both our young people of the diocese and the wonderful people uh, who give their lives uh, in our parishes to invest in our young people. Uh, I, was, I was born here and raised in Bismarck and attended the University of Mary, and my wife and I uh, recently celebrated two years married. Uh, we live southeast of town here in Lincoln. So, Chris, this is Father Leffer. Do, are you related to the, the famous uh, basketball, craft basketball players from Bismarck? Um, were you, no, was your family? So. Or, I played against this uh, in high school from St. Mary's Craft. I can't, I'm forgetting his first name right now, but he, he was our nemesis. He always would score on us no matter what we did. So. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, I, I feel free. So, <laughs> Feel free to take the credit of uh, of that of any of being related to anybody who proved to be uh, the young Father Leffer's <laughs> nemesis uh, many years ago. So <laughs> very good. Well, one of the things that we want to visit with you about is the experience of a number of parishes in your diocese, in particular, about uh, catechesis of the Good Shepherd. Could you just give us a brief explanation of this program, please? Yeah, of course. Uh, so, catechesis of the Good Shepherd. Uh, which I might refer to as CGS, um, is, a, is a Montessori-based faith formation curriculum uh, that's really taken off uh, within the Diocese of Bismarck. Uh, in fact, just this summer, we began a new course uh, offering, and the registration for it was full within three days of opening it, uh, which was just uh, surprising, especially given this, this time marked by COVID. Um, but it speaks to the excitement that CGS is creating across the diocese. Um, for those who are unfamiliar with Montessori education, essentially you can think of it as um, a, a CGS. CGS is, is, is a method of education, uh, faith formation, that uh, doesn't utilize uh, formal teaching methods like desk and instructor, um, but instead focuses on the natural interests of the child um, being guided by a well-formed adult, which is another word, uh, is, is the catechist, and it's in a well-prepared space, which is coined the atrium. And uh, as we're talking about catechies of the Good Shepherd, it just so happens in our uh, local diocesan um, magazine, The New Earth, there was a, a guest column where a young mom uh, had this to say. I just want to run this by you. She says, Sophia Calvaletti, co-founder of the Catechesis of the Good Shepherd, said, For children, prayer is like breathing. It comes very naturally. Really? Have you tried praying with my kids? She says. <laughs> so, what is it that uh, what is it that the the founder, let's say, of Catechesis of the Good Shepherd, is seeing? You might say that uh, parents may have a harder time seeing about uh, younger people. Yeah. What's what's uh, what's interesting is uh, so back in the day when when CGS was being formulated. Uh, with Mira Montessori and Montessori Education and uh, Cavaletti, and um, as, as they did these these experiments with children, um, and instead of doing the 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 teacher desk model, they worked with them with various 
uh, works uh, and with various uh, activities, and they discovered within a young person this real unique capacity to know God, to, uh, in, a, in a sense, be in contact with God, to contemplate God, um, and from those, uh, ex- uh, I, I hate to say the word experience, but that's what they call them, experiments, um, they found that uh, a child has this unique capacity, even at the age of three, to um, to be in relationship with our Lord uh, in prayer. And so that's what the, the CGS seeks to provide that environment, that, uh, that atrium, that sort of retreat place for a young person to encounter our Lord and, and to live in that relationship. You know, as a as a priest, uh, Chris, I'll I'll just verify that in, in some little snippet things, not necessarily directly with the catechesis, but as a priest. So, like, say Sunday mass, like you'll have little children, and oftentimes people get upset because they hear the voice of the child competing either with the homilist or maybe with the singing. But yet, I've realized that that child is actually sing; they're singing along the way they can. They're trying to respond or to hear the voice of like a three-year-old just belt out like the chant response or the alleluia maybe at the inappropriate time or maybe five minutes later after but it it makes you realize they really get this or here's a cute one where it has happened frequently you know where the little child say three or four or something you hear them they'll blurt out loud like to mom and dad hey that's god up there you know or they'll point to the priest or they'll the priest walks down the aisle and they'll say hey here comes god you know and parents will come up and they'll say oh we're so sorry father we didn't you know and i said no 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 let them think that as long as they want to you know (laughs) but but it's naturally there isn't it isn't it within the heart and the mind of the child Mm -hmm. yeah right now what uh what makes uh the catechesis of the good shepherd something that is unique uh in your opinion when you look at other kinds of programs that various uh companies and groups have been offering yeah, so building upon the, the method of, of education, which is uh, Montessori-based, um, TGS isn't separated into grades, per se. Uh, it's instead three levels. So there's level one, which is for children age three to six, uh, level two, which is for children age six to nine, and then level three, which is for children age uh, nine to 12. And um, well, just in the very fact that there's a, there's a there's catechetical formation for young people age three to six in and of itself is what makes TGS unique. Uh, but there's also this, this beautiful understanding of the human person at that age, um, which is, they coin it as the person has an absorbent mind, uh, which is, you can, you can liken it to taking uh, a picture. So like everything is absorbed at once, um, which is, uh, which is emphasized heavily in, in the atrium of, of how to engage uh, and, and walk with the young person at that age to encounter our Lord as they take in life all at once. Mm-hmm. Um, and it realizes, too, that a young person at that age has that unique capacity, and, and, and the guide uh, in the atrium helps the child realize that potential and, and live, in that, um, live in that reality, uh, which is... Uh, for me, I, 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 this, this summer, I, I too went through the, um, the formation training for uh, the part one of the uh, of CGS level one, and and for for me, that was it was powerful to learn of of the reality of the capacity of the person at that age, 
that that they can <clears throat> they can they can know God and, and and relate to Him and contemplate Him and and uh, and and that's something that I think is is unique for CGS uh, in that uh, there there's a, there's a real emphasis on attending to a person at that age. So would would you say, Chris, the difference is like say traditional models versus this model the traditional model someone else decides what and when you're going to learn something where in this model you you observe the child and the child is basically telling you what they're ready to learn and how they're ready to learn it would that is that kind of the difference yeah i would i would say that's a good <clears throat> synopsis of of the difference uh and instead of a, a more of a lecture based um here's here's what you will learn uh, there's there's instead a presentation of a of a of a particular work that's sort of using the language of CGS, and then the child has the freedom then to engage with various presentations at their own levels uh, based upon their own natural interests. Mm-hmm. And before we uh, step aside for a quick break here, uh, just another question I wanted to ask about. What are you seeing in the uh, parents of children uh, who are going through catechesis of the Good Shepherd? How do you think that's helping and impacting them and their faith? Yeah, um, well, I can tell you from the, from the training that we had this summer, um, there were a number of mothers there with their young children. Um, and the conversations about uh, just recognizing the dignity of the young person that the Lord has gifted them with and walking alongside them in their own, even at a very young age, uh, knowing our Lord and growing in relationship with them was, was powerful, really powerful. Excellent. Well, we've been visiting with Chris Kraft from the uh, Diocese of Bismarck, the Director of Catechesis and Youth. And on the other side of this break, we'll talk more about what religious education is looking like this year for parishes and his diocese. You're listening to Real Presence Live. We'll be right back after this. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network. Gracious and loving God, we thank you for the gift of our priests. Through them, we experience your presence in the sacraments. Help them to be strong in their vocation. Set their souls on fire with love for your people. Grant them the wisdom, understanding, and strength they need to follow in the footsteps of Jesus. Each week, Real Presence Radio honors a priest in our listening area with a dozen donuts generously donated by a local business. Nominate your priest at realpresenceradio.com and tune in to hear more about these holy men of God. Have you ever worried about someone's salvation, especially one who died by suicide? I'm Father Chris Alar. Sometimes the state of their soul seems to cause us fear for their eternal fate. They die in what seems to be a hopeless state of sin and unrepentance. However, Jesus says in 1698 of the Diary of St. Faustina that what looks hopeless to us is in fact not so. He says that many times the soul illuminated by a ray of his final grace turns to him in the last moment to receive complete forgiveness of all sin and punishment, although we see no external signs of this. Wow! We can see why Jesus said that divine mercy is mankind's last hope of salvation. Please visit suicideandhope.com so I can personally pray for anyone you've lost and to get our book, After Suicide, There's Hope for Them and You, which helps with any kind of suffering or loss 
not just suicide. I promise it will help. It's a great time to spring into summer at Riverview Senior Living Community in Fargo. Hi, I'm Carrie Dew, Executive Director. We are currently accepting new independent and assisted living residents. Riverview provides a safe, comfortable place to live with a small town Main Street feel with home-cooked food, a la carte care services, daily activities, and mass five days a week. You can contact Marin or Katie to find out about all that Riverview has to offer at 701-237-4700 or at homeishere.org. You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. Welcome back to Real Presence Live with Father James Gross and Father Jason Leffer, priests from the Diocese of Fargo. And a reminder that at the bottom of this hour, we will launch into our Straight Talk segment where we want to hear from you uh, questions of faith that you want to pose to us. Uh, the number to call is 877-795-0122. You can also leave questions on our Facebook page at Real Presence Radio. And we'll be looking very forward to uh, those conversations in just a few minutes. But we are right in the middle of a discussion here with the Director of Catechesis and Youth for the Diocese of Bismarck, North Dakota, Chris Kraft, our uh, neighbor to the West. And uh, all of us as, as pastors and priests have been thinking about what this coming school year would or might look like uh, from our end of things for um, religious education for public school students, things like that. Uh, can you just give us a little bit of an overview of uh, the work that you've been doing um, in helping uh, those uh, parishes and programs uh, get ready to uh, kick off the religious ed year this fall? Yeah, of course. Um, you know, there's a lot of a lot of good questions about how are we going to do this in a in a socially distant, uh, health hygiene safe manner. <laughs> so, uh, working through um, here uh, particular guidelines and uh, a policy that help parishes, uh, you know, enter into this 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 year, making religious education possible for our families. Um, but also possible in a way that's uh, safe. And so uh, encouraging the wearing of masks and uh, cleaning and disinfecting uh, classrooms, uh, and also talking about uh, various options for uh, how exactly to carry out our faith formation, whether that be you know in the classroom or, or even at the home walking with parents in that capacity. Mm-hmm. And uh, you're also thinking about um, how to reach uh, particular students, I'm sure, too. Uh, tell us a little bit about what uh, creative decision-making you've been having to do with regard to um, high school-age youth or middle school youth as you're looking at uh, events that would typically happen. You're probably having to do things a little differently without um, you know, large group assemblies, uh, in-person search retreats, uh, you know, various things mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, of course. So... Uh, one of the directives we've received is, uh, in, in order to keep our youth safe, um, is no uh, off-site or overnight uh, retreats or activities here at the diocese. Uh, and so that really does change what the year looks like for us, uh, uh, and, and that's you know, until further notice. And so uh, what, we've, what we've been doing is, is how can we help uh, get into the, into the parishes within the context of faith formation and assist our parishes uh, with their, you know, catechetical programs. And so things like search um, are, are instead of 
being held at the Badlands Ministries will be um, single-day retreat events uh, at, a, at a local parish. Um, I'm also working on uh, formulating a retreat team that will be able to travel to various parishes within our diocese. Uh, to, so within the context of the faith formation programs, we can have um, a retreat offered for both uh, pre-confirmation and post-confirmation youth. You know, so Chris, I'm, I'm imagining there's probably some some families or some situations where they're choosing, you know, to do this at home instead of in the context of the church. Maybe in the past they've always done it in the church, and now because I, I have a few families who are doing that as well. What um, are there any resources being offered to uh, assist the parents or encourage the parents or to walk with them or help them or guide them if they're kind of taking this on for the first time in their their families or their situations? Yeah, what what uh, uh, what I'd like to encourage our our DREs uh, and, and our DREs catechists to do is, to the best of their ability, really walk with and accompany um, parents and families in that uh, endeavor. Because I know that this year, especially, you know, prior to this this year, even our families are busy and there's a lot going on. And now this year, the, uh, our parents are playing. Uh, uh, they're playing teachers and moms and dads, <laughs> and uh, and now also catechists too. And so, um, definitely to be looking to our for our parishes for that for that support and those resources. And also on our diocesan website too, we have we have resources uh, uh, that are available. You know, you uh, just maybe touching on this topic, and then a little earlier, you you'd mentioned you went through the training yourself this summer for the Catechese of Good Shepherd, but you'd, you'd use kind of a term, I may have this wrong, correct me, but you said like, uh, is, is the child in classroom, but did you say like an, an adult or mature or a informed adult? I forget how you phrased it, but could you could you maybe walk us through a little bit? What, what does that mean to have somebody, I'll use my word, like who's competent to be present to the child or to be the one to pass the faith on? What... You know what? What things are necessary to get to that point? Yeah. Well, if we're speaking uh, uh, CGS specific, um, there's uh, the, the word is. I think I what I what I use is well formed. <laughs> we um, but the, the the terminology from CGS is a, is, is is the term catechist, um, and they they strongly encourage not the use of teacher, um, so as to reserve the word teacher for. Um, uh, for Jesus as, as the first teacher, as in all catechesis. Um, with, with the CGS training, uh, it consists of learning from a formation leader um, how to be that observant guide of the young people um, and how to prepare presentations in the atrium, um, which is actually a total of about 90 hours per level uh, of training uh, in order beginning with, with level one. Mm-hmm. And what would you know? What what are some of those qualities of of the person who feels competent to be present and guide? Whether it's in the the CGS model or say more traditional model, what what are the things that you know you need to be able to pass on the faith? Mm. Um, what's what's beautiful about faith is faith in a person, and so when we're passing on the faith, there is uh, a lot of knowledge about the person to share, um, but there's also that relationship with the person. And so even as simply as having a lived relationship with Jesus, which is found in participation in the Church, found in prayer and conversation with Him, 
found in the celebration of the sacraments and living the joy from the celebration of the sacraments. Um, and having that as, as, as a root of what the person, uh, how the person lives, and then the overflow from that is being shared with, from, with the people that are around them. And so that goes for a well-formed CGS catechist uh, uh, to a parent, um, as being that, that witness, uh, which is rooted in a lived relationship with, with our Lord. Mm-hmm. We just have a couple of minutes left in this segment here, Chris, but uh, if we are imagining a uh, young parent with, uh, you know, with wee ones, with, with uh, small children, who would like to uh, start getting acquainted with uh, Catechesis of the Good Shepherd, but they really don't know what direction to turn, um, is there an official website? Is there a, a good first couple of steps that you would recommend to people in order to gain some of that uh, information? Yeah, um, CGS USA is a great website uh, to look at for uh, a lot of different information. Um, it's it's uh, cgsusa.org. Um, okay. And I would encourage, too, if if, uh, if CGS sounds like something that you, you'd like to bring into your community, I would encourage uh, uh, someone to first begin with prayer, you know, earnestly asking the Lord uh, to bring to fruition His will, because um, He lavishly lavishly um, um, pours upon us uh, graces and blessings, um, but also beginning the conversation uh, with other people around them, um, speaking with uh, your priest, your DRE, your friends. Everyone is welcome to call me. Uh, I'd love to have the conversation with, with folks as well, because um, yeah. it really takes uh, the community uh, to invest in our young people, uh, right. whether that's uh, CGS or, or, or any other form of uh, catechetics. Yeah, yeah. And, and one last thing I wanted to ask about, I know Father Leffer and I were speaking briefly off-air about um, the component of Catechesis of the Good Shepherd that encourages uh, children to uh, play-act, you might say, with regard to uh, the liturgy, where there are uh, vestments that a child, uh, that, that, that a boy could wear, and, and uh, small-scale um, vessels and, and items to be used during the celebration for the celebration of the Eucharist. Um, can you tell us a little bit about um, how, how that uh, you know about that part of the program and and how all of that works? Yeah, of course. And so, uh, going back to the uh, monastery education as uh, as being rooted in the, the the natural interest of the child is also that preparing of the of the atrium for the young person, which, uh, quite honestly, is the the forming of uh, sort of in miniature um, things uh, that that a, a young person would see in the church. And so, um, you'll see in an atrium um, a, a miniature altar and a miniature tabernacle and uh, miniature vestments, and uh, uh, you, you notice right away that it was made specifically for uh, the children to engage with and. Uh, uh, what's beautiful too is it's it's the, the CGS curriculum is rooted in the liturgy uh, and also the liturgical time of the year, <clears throat> and so you'll find throughout the year um, uh, on the core about the the room that's specific for the liturgical season to best help the child uh, engage with engage with those works and uh, better and, and more participate in the in the liturgy. 
Beautiful. I don't know about you, Father Leffer, but uh, uh, we didn't have nearly those many resources when we played church as kids. I think uh, if there was wheat, if there were wheat thins and grape juice in the house, we were ahead of the game, right? <laughs> but, but Father Gross, the good news is now as adult men, we get to dress up and play every day at the altar. So with, the, with, with things that are made for our size, <laughs> right? Right. Yes. Yes. It, it, and and it's actually also a, a great way of planting a seed for a, a religious vocation too by being able to immerse oneself into, in a sensory level, you know, uh, uh, of those very things um, during, the, during the liturgy. So, uh, Chris, thank you so much for taking this time today, and uh, we wish you all the best. Uh, our prayers go with you and uh, the uh, catechists of the parishes in the Diocese of Bismarck. Well, thank you so much. It's a real honor to be on, and I appreciate the good work that you're doing as well. Thank you. Fantastic. Thanks so much. Well, 877-795-0122. Jot down that number. That's how you get a hold of us for the Straight Talk segment. We're looking forward to fielding your questions about the faith. And a bunch more topics are on the way on the other side of this break. You're listening to Real Presence Live. Stay with us. Live, engaging, and local. This is Real Presence Live, where we bring you positive and uplifting stories and share the great things happening in our local area on the Real Presence Radio Network.